And then the green light, like if you green light a couple, it is on. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's going to happen. Um, Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends explore the exciting world of kinky, unconventional sex. Hey hotties, I'm Ams. And I'm Kat, and we're the Two Hot Wives. Tonight we're talking about couple dating in the lifestyle. You know, with COVID, we've pretty much been sticking close to home and not reaching out to a lot of new people for a long time, but damn, that's getting boring. Yes, it is. It's time to we're venture ready to get out, out for sure. We we need we need some fresh meat, right? We need some some new people, meet new new people, see some new faces. So definitely, yeah, we've got some we've got some first dates planned. I've had a couple under my belt at this point. That's good, um, and we thought it would be a great idea to tell you a little bit about what a first date is typically like yeah, in the lifestyle. Absolutely, but at least from what I can remember, because we have not been on a first date since. I know you guys have stuck close to home. Yep, but we have a date tonight. Fun. It's a first date. Okay. Before we really get into it, what are we drinking tonight? So tonight we are having the icebreaker. Mm -hmm. Um, It is our Deep Eddie's Grapefruit Vodka, which is one of my favorites. Some Cointreau Mm -hmm. Orange Liqueur or Triple Sec. Use either one. With club soda and a lime. Mm -hmm. Delicious. The recipe can be found on our website or on our social media pages. And we are going to start posting the cocktail recipes for next. That's right. For the next episode, so that if you'd like, you can get your drink all ready and then hit play and join us in a little cocktail time. Exactly. Uh, and with our cocktails, we need a few hot tails. Ams, what do you have for us? What's your hot tail? So, Kat, you know, Mr. Ams and I have a rule that we don't typically play on a first date. Which it's is a, a good rule. It's a solid rule that we never break until we do. Until you do. <laughs> uh, and uh, so my hot tail tonight is about the first time that we broke our no play uh-huh. on the first date rule. And this was early on in our experiences. We'd had a lot of sort of early first dates, middling first dates, a couple of very middling play experiences. <laughs> uh, but we met up with a couple. I'm going to call, call them Mark and Jill. And they uh, they were way more experienced than we were in lifestyle activities. And they were traveling from a little bit further away and mentioned on their way to the restaurant that they had gotten a hotel room. So I started freaking out and saying, oh my God, Mr. Ams, you told them that we don't play on the first date, right? Like you made sure that that was clear. And he said, yes, I absolutely did. Because that's his job. That's right. He says no. He's supposed to say no for us. But we're like, they seem really nice. They've got a lot of great experience. Like, maybe we shouldn't shut this door. We should just sort of be open to the idea mm-hmm. that this could happen. So we 
in the, the drive on the way over, we decided we we're going to have a signal if things were going really well and we wanted to go ahead and green light a first date, like a first play date. Uh-huh. I would reach under the table <laughs> and squeeze Mr. Am's knee three times. And if it was going, okay, we liked them, but I definitely didn't want to play on the first date, I would squeeze his knee two times. Uh-oh. And if it was like, get me the hell out of here, I would do one squeeze. But and a really long one. That right? would have been smart. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Uh-huh. Okay. I see a problem already. Oh, yeah. Right? Because did he forget what signals meant what? No. It, no, he had it burned in his brain because okay. it's a difference between like a really good experience and a not so good experience. Right. But we sat down and started talking with this couple and they're so relaxed. You know, as as you know, it gets easier yes. to have these first dates. So they were super chill, super relaxed, very sexy couple and kind of giving us the eye. And I, at, at some point, maybe 10 minutes in, I was like, fuck it, we should do this. And so I reached over and I gave him the three squeezes. Okay. And he kind of looked at me like, okay, cool. We're going to do this. Wow. Yeah. And and then we keep talking. We're having a great time. The drinks are flowing. The appetizers are coming. And I just, as I do, kind of reach over and oh, give no. him a little squeeze. And on he the thinks knee. you changed your mind. <laughs> He's like, oh crap. Are we, do we get up? Do we sit down? Do we go to the hotel right now? I have no fucking clue what we are supposed to be doing. Doing yeah, knee squeeze might not be the best. No, the knee squeeze doesn't. Because we do that naturally. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, again, being like the consummate experienced couple that they were, at one point, Jill said, we think you guys are super cute and we have a hotel room. No pressure, no expectations. But if you guys would like to join us, we would love to have you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom and give you guys a chance to talk. That's nice. It was perfect. (laughs) I have actually, well, I haven't, but I will one day be that smooth and play that Mm -hmm. game with some other couple. Um, But she, she got up and she left and we sort of set our piece Uh and decided we were going to go up and play with them that night. And with all of our prior play experiences, it's really hard to get things started and we'll go like we have a whole episode that is all about all about awkward pauses and and (laughs) right like first play experiences but the way that we were getting past that is this little game of lifestyle card game you may have heard it in other podcasts but it's a kind of like a truth or dare spin the bottle sort of game that you can play with another couple as you're getting started so we get up to the room we have our giant swinger bag we pull out the card games and mark says why do you need a card game to get <laughs> naked? And they just like start stripping off their clothes and we get together and so have... We not play the card game. We didn't play the card game. No, we're like, you're right. We don't need to, we don't need a card game to get naked. So we, yeah, we just kind of ripped our clothes off and started kissing them. And it was actually the first time that a girl went down on me and she was quite good at it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's super hot experience. It was like one of those early experiences that we had that I was like, yes, this is great. Wow. This is really fun. It's not just the idea of it that, that is fun. It's the actual experience. It was amazing. That's right. Yes. How about you? What is your hot tail for tonight? Well, my hot tail is um, actually just Mr. Cat and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, it was last night in the hot tub. Because sometimes, you know, especially with 
what's going on right now. We haven't had a, a date for yeah. a while. And, and I thought what we had last night between the two of us was really hot and really fun. So I thought I would use that today as my hot tail. Yeah. Um, we decided to get in the hot tub. And uh, so we got, we, we got drinks. We got all ready. We went down. Kids are busy, which is good. And we, we got into the hot tub and... We were starting to make out and kiss. We had music going. It was really a nice night, but it was really hot. Yeah. It's been hot. Yes, it's been hot and sticky and humid. Exactly. Mr. Cat, Mr. Cat was sort of getting a little overheated, so he stood up. And, of course, his business is right there for me, right there. And I got kind of excited, so started giving him a blow job nice and I just happened to have my cider that I was drinking mm -hmm. and it was nice and icy cold against the hot of the of the hot tub and he didn't know I was going to do this but I was inspired to sort of pour it on him so <laughs> I, <laughs> so I poured this icy cold cider right on his cock <laughs> and I look up at him and his eyes roll in the back of his head. He starts, to, he does that thing where like, he, he's not going to collapse, but he kind of goes like, oh, like, yeah, like his body just kind of melts a little bit. He loved it. Mm. And of course I jump right on with my mouth and I'm giving him a blow job mm -hmm. and it tastes really good too, mm -hmm. you know, and it's wet and it's, but it's going everywhere and it doesn't matter because we're in the hot tub. Right. So I pull back and I'm teasing him and I'm stroking him and he's hard and he's looking at me with those like melty eyes yeah. like I can do whatever I want. So I just did it like several times in a row. He he loved it. I was kept pouring a little bit of the that cold cider yeah. on his cock and jumping right back on and and that hot and yeah, cold. Yeah, it was and, awesome. Mm. It was really fun. I got him very excited and um then we sort of switched it up a little bit. I was on the edge of the hot tub and he went down on me. Nice. And I'm looking out on the on the, the wooded backyard that we have. Yeah. It's kind of private and it's it's beautiful and it's hot and the music is going. It was great. Nice. It was really fun. It's you know, it's yeah. nice to play with other couples, but it's also nice to just have one of those hot romantic nights with yes. your spouse. Uh, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that the lifestyle has done for us is keeps us charged. Yeah. It keeps us excited. And I I always, you know, I make sure that I I go there. Yes. Often. Yes. It's a weeknight. Woohoo. Yes. Hot sex on a weeknight in the hot tub. Yes. You got to you got to go there. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. So that was my hot hot tail. I'm a lucky girl. Ugh. You are. And I got to see a couple pictures. Let me tell <laughs> you, right. it was pretty hot. It was pretty hot. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we will deep dive into the topic of lifestyle double dates. So for our listeners, I think we need to add a little to our sexy Lexi. So what are some things that come up on a first date that you think are important yeah. to note? Yeah. Well, well, I think signals is maybe the most important thing yeah. as, as highlighted by your story with the, <laughs> with the leg squeezing thing. Like, right. 
I and have I, no good advice. I get how that could be confusing because if I'm having a good time, yeah. I'm going to reach over and touch his leg and squeeze right. it. Right. Of I course. have heard so much advice on different ways to signal, I want to get out of here. This isn't going well. I want Something about green looking light. at your watch. Yeah. Or, yeah. Somebody told me at one point, put your phone on top of your partner's phone as a signal of like, I want to get out of here. But if somebody did that to me in the middle of a date, I'd be like, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on? <laughs> right. They're stacking their phones on top of each other. That's, That's just weird. weird. So I, I don't have great, um, I don't have great advice for a signal in the middle of a first date, except to say, use your fucking words. Right. You know, if it's going well, say this is going really well, or, uh, you know, Again, you can have that no play on a first date rule so that the worst that's going to happen is you sit and you have drinks or dinner or whatever it is with this other couple and there's no expectations. Well, and aren't you sort of figuring out, as we did too, that people expect you to excuse yourself and have a conversation? Right. That's right. You don't have to have... You a, know, a, a super sig- exactly that signal or something. Right. It doesn't. Right. But we do, um, Mr. Ams and I do use the phrase red light, yellow light, green light. When I like we're that. talking about, um, you know, where we're at with a new couple. So, a, you know, red light is it's not going to go to play. I'd, right. Which I would say is different than red flag, which oh. we haven't really experienced that much. But let's that's say you, an important distinction, right? So a red, like a red flag couple, would be someone who really didn't represent themselves accurately. Somebody who comes across as a real a creepy, jerk, or somebody in a play experience who does something that's not consensual or or dangerous or anything like like. That would be a red flag couple, and I would have no problem telling other people within the community, friends that I know, do not play with this couple. There's something not okay. And um, we've heard a couple stories. We have not personally experienced that. And there's all. a difference between a, a clear red flag and yeah. someone who's just not experiences experienced and sure. makes a mistake. Sure. Oh, that can happen. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that warrants a conversation. Yes. Where a red flag is sort of a... No, we're done. Dead stop. We're done. Everybody's yeah. done. We're grabbing our clothes and getting out. Um, but yeah, red red light couple. Just it's just, there wasn't a connection. You know it's not going to lead to play. And you want to, you know, eventually communicate, hopefully sooner rather than later, that this isn't going anywhere. Um, and then the green light, like if you green light a couple, Woo-hoo. it is on. <laughs> it's on like Donkey Kong. It's going to happen. Um, and then yellow and... <laughs> Yellow is let's have another date and see where yeah, it goes, right? That's right. right. We just haven't quite gotten there. And and for those of you more on the the kink, the BDSM side, you might recognize red, yellow, and green as the signals that you would give during a, a scene. If you're like, especially the sub, if they're really enjoying it, they would say green light. And if they want the play to slow down or maybe something's uncomfortable, it's yellow. And then green would be, you know, or uh, red would be stop. This is not okay and hands off. Um, so it's the same. That's probably why we so use those So we've just signals. stolen those, yeah. those terms for this. And it's, I think it works. That's, I'm giving credit. It's not, it's not plagiarism. Right. Right. It's precedence. Exactly. You're, you're actually paying homage. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. And you can find all of these terms in the Sexy Lexi on our website or on our social media pages. Absolutely. So why do we go on first dates? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is really the way that we get to know other couples to see if there's a four-way connection. And really, it's just fun to be able to talk to another couple openly about sex and the lifestyle and experiences that we've 
we've had. And, yeah. and it, a lot of times it's really funny and it's yes. just a lot of fun. Absolutely. What, uh, why don't you tell us about um, some of the challenges that you've had? Like, what, what can you expect on a first date? Okay. Expectations for a first date. Um, it, it really is, as you say, a chance to get to know the other couple as people, but also to see if there's that desire to take it to the next level. And there's something there that's not said. Like you can't, you can't text that. You can't Mm -mm. see that in a picture. You have to meet someone face to face for there to be that sort of click that happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, there's probably some level of interaction before you get to a first date. Um, You know, we haven't talked about the, the social media sites associated with the lifestyle. So that may be a a totally different episode. Which we will have. Yeah. Um, or maybe you met them at a meet and greet or something like that. But uh, there's nothing that beats just sitting down face to face with another couple to see if there's that chemistry. And it's hard. It's hard to find that four way chemistry. That's that's what makes it so hard. Yeah. Because your partner might be totally into yes. the misses and you just Not don't have it for the it. mister. Absolutely. It unfortunately it happens all the time and it's you know i have to say mr ams does a great job vetting couples before they like sit down for a first date so we're always talking with great couples but But there's that intangible thing that you can't describe it's just a feeling yeah it's either there or it's not and it's nobody's fault right and it doesn't mean that they're not perfectly nice people they're just not the right fit for you yep absolutely time yep and before we go into like some of our initial first dates and what that was like, because it mm-hmm. was, you know, super awkward, awkward at the beginning. And, you know, we've learned a lot since then. But one little caveat when you're going on first lifestyle dates is the small talk challenge. <laughs> right. Because there are certain rules that we have to be careful about. And that is the rule of the number one rule of discretion. Right. You don't want to accidentally, you don't want to ask a question that's going to, create that that uncomfortable feeling of, well, I don't want to tell them exactly where we live and I don't want to tell them what I do for a living and I don't right. want to tell them. Like, you, small talk is difficult. It's a little challenging because yeah. there's all sorts of, th- sorts of things that you would normally talk about when you're meeting a new couple for the first time. Oh, what do you do? What are your kids' names? <laughs> what schools do they go to? Where do right. you live, right? right? How many first dates have you gone on where somebody is, has said they lived in one town, they actually lived in another town? Uh, I think Mr. Cat and I did that in the very beginning because sure. we were terrified that, you know, someone you would find like out. You get like outed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody has a different level of comfort. comfort. Yep. We tend to be more comfortable with people knowing who we actually are and where we live. But it's um, it's not that way with everybody. Yeah. So and Mr. Cat to- and I, once we get to know a couple, sure. are much more relaxed. Yeah. But, you know, we have loosened up on that a little bit. It's as hard. You, as you do. It's- but if you are worried about getting started in the lifestyle because, oh my gosh, they're going to know who I really am and what I really do. Um, (laughs) If you play in your home, they probably will, right? They probably will. Um, And there are ways to avoid that. People go and only play on vacation. People only play when they're away from home. Sometimes, you know, there's tons of ways to set that up. But if you are looking to play close to home, it's, it's not anonymous. It's discreet. Right. 
And everybody kind of understands that. So if you're uncomfortable, chances are the other couple is uncomfortable too. And I think just like Mr. Cat and I have gotten more comfortable over time, I think that's just probably pretty normal. Right. I mean, I think people just tend to relax a little bit more over time. Right. And hey, if you've managed to maintain like total anonymity in the lifestyle and play (laughs) at home, please reach out to us and let us know. We're going to share your story because that's amazing in the time of like Google and everything. Well, and I would say too, as, as we have, you know, ventured into this lifestyle, we've met some really amazing people and you don't want to hide. No who you really are from those people. You right. want to get to know them. And those are the best relationships that we have right now. I mean, yeah. those are our best friends. Yes. Like you and Mr. Ams. Absolutely. We've become incredibly close over this yeah. time. Yes. But, and and I can't imagine hiding who we really are. Right. Right. In fact, you will find, most likely, we've certainly found, that you become more yourself. You yes. are more open more honest with your lifestyle friends than you are so with your vanilla friends. Freeing. Yes. Just so comfortable. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Mm. So that was our little soapbox <laughs> conversation. But I think it's helpful for our listeners to kind of get a sense for where we started, where we started and where with we are these now. first dates. Absolutely. Ugh. Like what to wear, how to act, what to eat. Oh my gosh, I was obsessed over <laughs> what should I order from? Like, should I order steak? Should I order a salad? Am I that girl who eats a salad no. on a date? Like, it was fumbly and awful. What about you? What were your first, like, first couple of first dates like? Well, um, when Mr. Cat and I started, we had no idea about mm-hmm. any of this. We actually didn't have a lot of rules. There's mistake number one. I don't even know if, I can't even remember if we made a signal or not. I don't think we did. And I think we were really nervous that first time. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Cat, of course, is doing the, the profile thing and vetting the profiles. I helped write the profile. Mm-hmm. I approved all the pictures. That's a whole different episode. But when it came down to actually, you know, paying attention to who was talking to us, he was kind of doing that. Yep. So he vetted this couple and and he thought that they looked like someone that we would like. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Let's let's go on a first date. I'm thinking, what's the harm in a first date? Right. So we go out on this first date. And to tell you a little bit about me, <laughs> I am outgoing and friendly and kind of flirtatious, especially when I've had a drink and or two or two or three <laughs> or three um and and on this date I'm nervous of course so I'm I'm gonna have a cocktail yeah. and we we get into the restaurant and we walk up and immediately I know this is not gonna this is oh, not gonna be a connection that's the worst she's super cute yeah and, and I can I mean just this great smile and I can tell that my husband is going to think she's awesome. Right. And her husband was so nice. Just a great, nice guy, but not You my, just didn't feel that I spark. I just didn't feel the spark. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I know pretty quickly. Like, I just do. And But in my mind, I sort of forgot why we were even there, which is dumb. But we're sitting down to dinner, and we're having a conversation, and I'm 
relaxed because I know this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. I'm just going to enjoy myself and have this nice dinner with these very nice people. Right. They were very nice. And, you know, I've, I've had a cocktail and we're talking. And this is the first chance that I've ever had to talk openly about yeah. the lifestyle, about how we got started, about what made us decide to do this in the first place. And I'm really enjoying the conversation. Yeah. And I'm laughing and I'm I'm just friendly. In, right. In general. You're just a friendly gal. I am. I can't help it. And so... You know, I'm I'm not even thinking, but I and I realized later, and in fact, he told me later that he thought, well, okay, I guess maybe I I didn't know. I he he thought everything was great, that it was on, and and he says to me, he he knew that that couldn't be the case, but my signals were not. I was all over the place. I was having a good time. I wasn't thinking about it. Well, but what are you supposed to do in that right. situation? Like, you know it's not going to lead to play, but are you just going to sit there with, like, resting bitch face? I like, can't you, do it. You have to it's be not who I am. nice. Right. And it, it's really not who I am. I right. like everybody. I sure. really, I really, I do. So we're having a great time. And then we go to a second location just a couple doors down, which yeah. is a bar. That's probably where and, I made my mistake. But yeah. I we were having fun. The conversation was fun. She was vivacious and just, you know, full of energy and, and super cute. And he was very nice. Yeah. Did I say that? He you was did. Very he was nice. super nice. He's so nice. Nice is like the kiss of death in the lifestyle. It, oh. Yeah. So we went and we're having my favorite drink at this particular place and we're having a good time. And then we walk out to the car and he leans in to give me a kiss. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And, huh, okay, yeah, yeah. we're going to do that. Uh, yeah. And it was a very tame little kiss, and I was fine with that. And so then we get in the car, and I, I closed the door, and I said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And he's like, Wait, what? What? Uh, what? And I said, I'm sorry, I know, it's my fault. I felt terrible because I realized, like, completely, I blew it. I was having a good time. I wasn't sending any signals that would have let Mr. Cat know that I was not on board. And he was... He, Although he does say, looking back, he knew that I couldn't possibly be on board. But, <laughs> you know, he thought, well, maybe I don't know her as well as I thought right, I did. Right, No, he knows me very well. Yeah. So that was a difficult text for him to send. Yeah. And I felt really bad because I felt like I did that. You that was let my them fault. on, but I, I, I think that's, I think you can be yourself. I think you can be flirty. I think you can, uh, signals is like a, a bullshit thing right you can have a great time and it can be nothing more than that one night that's okay and, yeah and hopefully I I think you know they were experienced enough to realize that this was our first right. they knew that this was our first first date and they right. were very sweet with their you know their texts back to him and mm -hmm. and everything was fine and if we saw them at an event I would completely go up to them and say oh my gosh how, how are you guys are you doing? doing I would be very sweet yeah. but and, and I recognized completely that that was my fault yeah I, I wouldn't even worry about fault you learn you yes. learn and you get better yes. dates two and three I had my my shit together <laughs> They weren't better dates. No. But I ha I knew I knew better than to be myself. Right. <laughs> my my very friendly flirtatious self. So I I sort of held back a little bit. Um we we did go on um a second date and they were considerably older than 
they had said in the profile. Mm, so that's not good. And it was it was pretty obvious. I mean, if it if it was close, then yeah. I, I could see it would have been fine. I, I don't care. But it was it was pretty obvious. And they were a lot more experienced than we were. Yeah. I mean I, I well, don't remember this. If but, it was a second date, everybody's more experienced, yes, right? That's true. Yeah. Mr. Cat seems to remember that she grabbed me and kissed me. Oh. Somewhere. <laughs> like I think before that's they super left. Weird. I, I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I probably just was like, ah, that's oh, yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, I don't wow. know. I went with it, I'm sure, because that's not what I do. But um, yeah, so they were a little more aggressive yeah. than probably our style at the time. Right. And just not not a good fit. Couple number three. Right. Right. Uh, couple number three, we drove a little distance because we were like, okay, us two that are that were not great. Okay, we'll we'll go a little further out. Sure, we're willing to do that. Couple number three was interesting. Um, she was very talkative and mm. very outgoing, and he kind of just sat there and didn't really yeah. talk very much. Yeah, and that's just not for me. I need a kind of a strong personality. Yes. for a guy, I need someone who's a little outgoing and who's gonna, you know, show show who they are a little bit more. Yes. So, Perfectly nice couple, very lovely, but it just wasn't a good Not fit. Not a fit. And I have to say, after that, Mr. Cat was pretty discouraged. He was yeah. like, three dates and, and none of this is a good fit. Maybe this isn't going to work. I don't know why we're even trying this. He was pretty discouraged. Yeah. But I said, you know... We're just figuring it out. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not looking for the right thing. Maybe right. we need to vet, you know, online a little bit better before we make the next date. Fourth date, awesome. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here because this is a couple that we did end up playing with, which was <laughs> very fun. But I will tell you right now that as we were walking up to the table, I'm like, now we're talking. So you now knew right on. away. I knew right away this was this was going to. This was going to be good. And then, of course, you worry, like, are they going to like us? Right. But, of course, they <laughs> of, will. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, fourth time's the charm. Yeah. For you For guys. us, it was. Yeah. For us, it was, definitely. How about you? What about your first date experiences? Yeah. So, actually, our very first date was adorable because we were both brand, brand new to the lifestyle. The other couple as well. The other couple had not met another couple and they brought us wine and the wine was all like sexually themed like menage a trois and it was <laughs> super cute. Oh, they were adorable. And uh, so we did, we had a great conversation and it, it was the first time that we realized you can talk so much more openly with people you've just met compared to friends that you've had for years or It's siblings, like you have a secret. Or, yes. A shared secret. That's right. That's right. So we actually had a fantastic first, first date. That's great. They kind of went downhill after <laughs> that. Pretty precipitate, like pretty quickly, uh -huh. right? Um, did and, you end up eventually mm, playing with the first couple? We did. Oh, we did. That's really good. Yes, we did. And like many first play dates, it was super fumbly, but we'll get into that. <laughs> well, you were both newbies. We were both newbies so. and it, yeah, it, it, oh, not good, but <laughs> it, you know, but it, it wasn't right. because they weren't a great couple or we weren't a great, we just didn't know what we were doing. Right. Um, so, but, but unlike you guys, we were super process oriented with all <laughs> of these 
dates and we would, I think we used to bring iPads with us. We could take notes from Wait, people who were at oh, the table. Oh yeah, for no. sure. No. Yeah, we did. For sure. For sure. We were taking notes and like where to go and what to do. And you know, what are the like cool scenes and who has the great meet and greets. We're like do, 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 on our little iPads the whole day. Yeah. Yeah, we were that couple. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and. and <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just funny. <laughs> I can totally see you two sitting there with your little iPads. What's the other couple doing? Did they bring iPads as well? Well, no. you know, no, of course not, because they're not dweeby nerds. But lucky for us, we're it. decently looking dweeby right. nerds. Oh, yeah. So they're definitely decently looking. We mm-hmm. So, you know, they were patient with us. And. I think the the biggest problem was we hadn't done enough vetting. We didn't know what we, even if we, you know, had vetted, Mm -hmm. we didn't know what we wanted. So we kind of kept a lot of options open. Now we have a much clearer idea of what we're looking for in a couple. And so there's a lot of vetting and calling that happens before we actually sit down for a first date. But we met with all sorts of people in the beginning and, um, the conversations were usually great, but the chance of a connection, the the hit rate was like super, super low. So that did get discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes up a lot of time. At one point we were saying, we're not going to do first dates anymore. We're just going to do meet and greets and we're just going to go to events because we can meet with I more people. I actually like those. Yeah. 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 But I'm kind of more introverted than you. You're way more the extrovert. And so I, I to me, those are like the worst combination of going to a work event mm-hmm. but yeah with like all these people who want to sleep with you and I didn't want to sleep with any of them it just it didn't work that didn't work well either what works for us now where we've gotten to is a lot of qualifying before we sit down for the first date so by the time we get there we know you know for us we're looking for that friends with benefits couple and they're close by and we have similar play experiences um and you know, we've looked at the pictures. We know that there's at least that sort of minimum threshold of attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's ne- it's never a bad first date anymore. We only have good first dates. It just doesn't always result in a connection. How, like, how about you guys? What what is What's a first date like for you now, now? that you've had a little more experience doing it. Yeah, I don't know that we're that much better at it. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. You know, it, Mr. Cat, he he does a very good job vetting. W- one of the things that he looks for is a profile that has pictures of the man mm-hmm. on them. A lot of times you'll see a lot of female pictures yeah. and she looks amazing, yeah. but there's no pictures of the guy. That's a so that's kind of a, a thing. Like, he doesn't even show it to me unless yeah. there's pictures of the guy and he thinks that I'm going to be interested. Right. Um, so he's doing a much better job of vetting, I think. Yeah. Um, and he, he does a lot of conversation ahead of time. But we have actually found that too much conversation ahead yeah. of time creates a problem when you go to meet people. And there's if there's no connection, then you feel bad. Because yeah. here you've had all this conversation, and texting is not a good judge of what that chemistry is going to be like. Yes. So when you actually meet up with people, the texting seemed like it was amazing and awesome, and you meet up with them, and they can't look you in the eye. Right. Or they're, they're super shy, or there's just not a connection, whatever right. the reason might be. And, you know, there could be, like, you, you might not be able to put your finger on the reason. Right. It's like when you met your husband and you had those butterflies. It's not the same. 
it's it's that that's little different. bit of lightning. But it's that little bit of uh-huh. Yeah. And yes. if it's not there, it's not there. Yeah. And you can't necessarily vet that completely. Yeah. But Mr. Cat does his best to try to figure that out. And we do have better dates now because we walk in a little more confident. Mm-hmm. We know what we're looking for. We know what we want. Yeah. We do that a little bit more. We are also looking for like that friends with benefits kind of thing. We find that as time goes on, the connection is deeper and it's more fun and the sex is better. Oh my God. The sex is so much better yeah. when you've built that connection. level of connection yep. Yep. and trust. Yeah. But that is not that's to knock... That's for a different episode. For sure. <laughs> but that's not to knock anybody who is a one-and-done type couple. Yes, there are and a lot I get of why people do that. I get yeah. that, too. And there's that, you know, the one-and-done is there's a, the excitement of it. Sure. There's the... Some people don't want to build a com- connection with anybody right. else besides their partner. Right. And I totally get that as well. Right. Right. It's all okay as long as you agree. Right. right? I mean, and that's that, the whole thing. As long as everybody involved exactly. is on the same page. Exactly. For but sure. But our dates now are... A lot more fun. Our first dates, I actually look forward to them instead of feeling scared <laughs> and wondering, oh, yeah. what is what is Mr. Cat got in store for me this time? Right. Usually, um, now it's it's a much better experience and uh, it's a lot more fun. And I think that that's been your experience as well. Yeah. 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 So we yeah. we um, have had a couple of first dates now that we're opening up and and not socially distancing quite as much as we were Mm -hmm. before we um we just recently went on a first date um with a couple at a local brewery and I know one of the issues that I had early on it was like almost the opposite of yours where you felt like you were being too flirty and giving off the wrong signals Mm -hmm. I had a real tough time connecting with the the guy. I would always focus on the girl in the relationship. I wanted to make sure she felt comfortable, that there wasn't anything that felt like competitive going on Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. us. Which is good. Absolutely. And that's a delicate relationship. You got to get that right. But I would kind of almost ignore the guy. I think it just in the back of my mind, like you don't get to flirt with someone else's husband. That's not okay. Um, So this last Date, I made a real concerted effort to like look the guy in the eye, focus on him a little more, make you know, make some um, complimentary statements to. He's sort of like a scientist, and he was talking about different. He had shared with us actually models about like the COVID, and I was like, <laughs> oh, Yeah, Mister Mister Ams and I are talking about you in bed. You've That's got really good big models. First date. <laughs> That's good first date oh, conversation. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about. COVID. COVID models. Yeah. yeah there's, it was, yeah, it. you know, we, well, and he was really into shibari rope tying. Right. Oh, now there you yeah. go. Yeah. And, and super enthusiastic about it. Right. Oh. He's like really into, um, this complicated, you know, sometimes boring as fuck rope play that you have to do. Um, and I just love that he very sexy. Yeah. It looks beautiful when it's it's done, but it can take like 20, 30 minutes to get a rope tie. Right. Um, so in any event, I made sure that I was like looking him in the eye and connecting with him directly because there were so many first dates that we go on. I'd be like, yeah, she's great. I have zero recollection <laughs> of the guy. I could not pick this guy out in a lineup, and he's been at my house for 45 minutes, you know? 
And we're having a play date on Friday. Right. right? <laughs> well, no, if, if, if I can't remember him, it's, it's usually, we're usually in the yellow light category okay. and not the green light category. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so much easier now. And I look forward to, um, I look forward to all my first dates. Like it just, it's just a fun it's like it's replaced our, you know, just the two of us date nights. We go out probably on a first date at least once a week. A much when more we're interesting going. date night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if, even if it's not a connection, it's still interesting to meet new people. That's right. Yep. That's right. So, just the tip? Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's talk give some about, tips. Yeah. Talk about how you can maybe, like, jump a little ahead of Kat and I in your first dates, like not be so fumbly. Um, so the first one, we've talked about this a lot, but vet and screen before you sit down for a first date, you are more likely to make a connection. You're more likely to just have a good time with this person. And that doesn't mean you have to be chatting or kicking for like days and hours on end. You just want to make sure is, you know, is this person representing who they actually are? Are they a real person, not just like trying to grab photos or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, are they really the age they represent themselves? Do they look the way they've represented themselves? Are they looking for the same things that you're looking for? Um, that way, nobody's wasting their time. We don't have that much time on no. this planet. Wow, that's really dark, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like, that, that my makes time's a lot valuable. of sense. That's right. There's only so many Friday and Saturday nights in a month. That's right. That's why we do Wednesdays. Well, and it's not good for them either because yeah. it's a waste of their time as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, you're being very generous by making sure that you vet them. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you so much. You're welcome. Okay, second tip. When in doubt, limit it to drinks. Yeah. Just plan for drinks. Choose a time of day that drinks is totally appropriate and you can get out of there it limits minutes. your time automatically. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Yes. Um, I would say set expectations. Yeah. Ahead of time. I think, yeah, I think this is a little bit of the signal thing too. But right. um, if you set expectations, like Mr. Cat and I have a rule. Mm. We do not play on the first date. Mm-hmm. Now, here is the key to this rule. Mm-hmm. Don't tell the other couple that you might break your rule. That's right. That is the number one Rule about the rule. Because, <laughs> because if you tell the other couple, oh, we have a rule that we never play on the first date. And then your husband's like, wink, wink, but sometimes we break our rule. Right. Then you've blown it. Because that way, you, you don't have an out. If you don't play on the first date, you've let them know right away. You, we don't feel like we like you enough or we're right. not connected enough to play on the first date. So it already gives a negative feel. And That's right. It's, there might be another reason why you're not going to, but whatever it is, don't tell them that you might break your rule. You can break your rule if you want to. Sure. But don't tell them that the, you might break your rule. Yeah. Because then, then they feel lost, bad when you don't. That's right. You've lost your graceful right. out where everybody can save face. And, and frankly, you don't always, you, you can't always plan a first date, right? Maybe you have a, your babysitter's, you know, bowing out early or you got a big day tomorrow. So, But they don't know that. They right. just know that you decided not to break your rule right. with them. Right. So Absolutely. Have a rule. Don't tell them you might break it. Yes. You can if you want to, but don't tell them. Yes. And then number four, I think, is one thing that you and Mr. Ams are really good at. Yes. It, him better than I. Uh-huh. But 
quick follow-up at the end of the day. Usually it's sending a kick message before we've even gotten home in the car. And we're really good at green, when it's a green light. We right. can immediately send that text that said, we had a great time tonight. We'd love to see you guys again. Right. But when it's not a good outcome and you know that it's not going to be a, a go. Yeah. It, that's the harder thing. And I mean, I always feel like I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. I and I know that it's the right thing to do, that you should just do it quickly and right away. And that lessens the blow. But for some reason, I have a very hard time with that. Mr. Cat is better at it than I am, but you guys are really good at it. I, well, I think it's down it's to templates at this point, you know, cut and paste templates. <laughs> we just didn't feel idea. that connection. We'd love to see you guys socially. Like we'll see you out in the community kind of thing. Um, but it's, I think it's the polite thing to do. The real challenging one is that couple that you don't get a great read on where you just, you're not, you know, the yellow light couple. Mm-hmm. And we struggle with this still to this day. How do you communicate? We just didn't feel it yet but we don't want to like we'd like to get to know you better the whole thing yeah yeah so we we, this was a nice first date yeah we're not sure we're ready to move on to play dates but we'd love to get together with you again and and sort of have more conversation right and I would say try to avoid that we thought you were great we'd love to see you again like sort of general statement which Mm -hmm. I think is where I was at with the yellow light people Uh I think saying for green light people we would love to play, you know, or devil face emoji or whatever <laughs> that it's not Very just direct. like, we thought you guys were great, dot, dot, dot. dot. You know, I, I think saying, and it can be, actually the green lights can be hard too because what if they, don't what if they didn't back? like you? Right. And that happens. You're setting yourself up a little bit, but you have to be willing to do that. That's it's right. like dating you put all yourself over out again. There. Yeah. Yes. Only we don't just get to be the girl anymore, right? Right. Because, I mean, back in the day, before we started all of this, before we were even married and we're dating, we didn't have to do that part. Not really. No. if we didn't want to. No. No. We just wait. Well, we we still kind of make them do this part. But we, you know, like big girl panties on. Right. You have to tell people what you want. And if what you want is to play, you should say, hey, we guys, we thought you guys were hot and... We felt a connection, and we'd love to play. Or if you didn't feel it, be like, we thought you guys were great, but we didn't feel that four-way connection. We'd love to see you guys socially just out and about. Um, and then the yellow light, you know, really liked you guys. Couldn't quite get a read on the chemistry. We should meet get again. together again. Yeah. Write all that down. That's right. This <laughs> Those is are all, really that's all stuff. good stuff right yeah. there. Yeah. And now it's time for us to get the perspective of some of our closest friends in a segment we call, That's What She Said. What makes for a really great first date? We always enjoy our first dates because lifestyle people are awesome. And no matter what happens, it's uh, the folks are great. We laugh. We exchange stories. And there's something that we have in common that's really unusual. 
And when the chemistry's there, there's like some touches under the table. There's like the brush on your arm. <laughs> there's like maybe a whispered something in an ear and a, like a wandering little lips on a neck. And all of that just like builds up the suspense. <laughs> First dates got fun again. Mm, we had had so many meh first dates and I think it's the overkicking the we we talked too long we tried to have a connection before we met and it just failed and we had had so many flops great conversations that just didn't go anywhere nice people no matches you know just or tried to force something that wasn't a connection that kind of thing and then we went on some dates and just started having no expectations and no not long conversations and just started going out and saying we're going to have fun together and hopefully with the other couple too what was the worst first date experience you ever had i was really excited to meet this couple they looked phenomenal they sounded great we walk in and I'm like, there is one other couple in this restaurant. It's, I'll flash forward. It's the couple we're there to meet, but I am still looking for the people that we saw pictures of. <laughs> because the, the people we were talking to were a good decade to two younger <laughs> oh than the people who were there. I mean, I am not ageist. I am not young myself, but... Be accurate. The young, hot couple that we were talking to, the fit in shape couple, practically could have had walkers, did have hearing aids. The non-smokers smoked. It was it was a nightmare. But I will say that we were a very bad first date on our very, very first lifestyle date. And the thing that we did, the thing that I did, was track them down, use my like private investigator skills. And I found out who they were and everything about them. And in fact, I knew like intimate details about where she had grown up and these things. And, and then thought that it might be charming to weave those things into conversation. <laughs> Yes, I thought that weaving these things into conversation might build rapport. <laughs> in fact, it did not. It did not, in fact, build rapport. So, yeah, that one didn't work out. They weren't excited about us. <laughs> we met this, we decided to meet with this couple just because they were close by. We met for happy hour and we decided within 10 minutes that it was um, a no-go. They were fighting <laughs> right across from us. And I'm like, check please, check please, or fill my drink, whatever comes first or both. Like I'm over this. Um, it was so bad. <laughs> it was 
so bad. They were arguing over every little thing. And then it comes to come to find out that they were like, he was off doing his thing. She was off doing her thing. And they were trying to do this to make the relationship work. Mm-hmm. Wasn't going to happen. And then we ran into them in church on Sunday. Do you play on a first date and why or why not? So when we go on dates, we go with no expectation. So whether it be, hey, there's a chemistry connection, great. Maybe it goes to play or not. Or we just have fun conversing, exchanging stories, having a few drinks together and just leave it as it is. But it's all about just no expectations and going with the flow. We started out trying to have a rule of we don't and broke that rule so often (laughs) that we decided not to have a rule. And it was because you either connected or you didn't. And, you know, it just didn't make sense where adults experienced you're in this everybody's in this looking for some kind of connection you're in this looking for some kind of play so it really stopped making sense to have a hard and fast artificial rule to us so we had a more of a conversation with ourselves about how do we get better about talking to each other about whether or not we're both on the same page about going forward or not Um, we kind of had the same at first when we first started with the lifestyle we had this rule we had the rule okay we'll just do drinks and and meet for you know happy hour or whatever and we'll get to know them and (laughs) and then you realize you you take a step back you stop putting the pussy on a pedestal (laughs) and you take a step back and you go okay we're all in this lifestyle to have fun. So if there's a connection, what are we waiting for? Why wait? If there's a connection, if there's a chemistry, go for it. Have fun. Don't wait for the next date. Who knows how long that could take because of life. Life happens. Games, family, life, you know, just work, everything. You're in the moment. If everybody has a connection, have fun. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show rate us, or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. I can't wait until we do the episode on vibrators and stuff, because I'm yes. totally going to bring this out. Fine. Like, listen to that sound. Yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. It is. And I'm going to have to fake the same excitement. But... <laughs>